Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, folks. Another episode of the Short Shift Podcast. Your host, Thomas. I've got Ian and the return of Andrew, who is back from Vegas. How was your trip, bro? Oh, it was great. Um, I cannot stress enough that if you are going to stay in Vegas, stay off strip. Cheaper, payouts are better, and it's just it's just as much of a fun party. Um, it's old Vegas too, so it's there's got a little bit of a grittier feel to it. I got to pee mm-hmm. on the Berlin Wall. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I prostitutes? Saw Any prostitutes for you? Or? Uh, no prostitutes. No prostitutes. No. Not, not 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 this time. I saw a lot of them though. Yeah, I saw mm-hmm. a You're lot. Such of a them. fucking pussy, Ian. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing great. And I'll tell you one thing: when I go to Thailand. <laughs> You're gonna make uh, me. You're gonna make me censor myself again. I was gonna say, don't finish whatever thought you have in your head, Thomas. When I go to Thailand with my soon-to-be fiance, it's yeah. gonna be. Uh, anyway, uh, feel good, feeling spicy. Uh, you sure are talking about the Thailand. Um, yeah, Thai food is pretty spicy. I love Thai food. Dude, I'm oh, so I love excited Thai food. for the food. I'm excited for the elephants, and I'm excited for the food. That's the two mm-hmm. things I'm really. And, the, pro- about. and the prostitutes. And the mm-hmm. prostitutes, of course, but yeah. that goes without saying. Yeah, there's, they just you're handed one as you get off the plane. It's like going to Hawaii and they put the lay over you uh, around. Put the prostitute over. Yeah, they your just neck. hand. They just throw a prostitute over your shoulder and wait, let wait, you wait, walk wait. Out. Only one? Just <laughs> I don't know. That's an expensive ticket. This all right? Maybe this wasn't <laughs> worth it. Damn. <laughs> Real quick, uh, is, really is this gonna get us in trouble? Are people gonna get upset? No. Real quick, before we really get started, Ian, how much is the ticket to Thailand? I'm asking for science. And no, uh, I think individually for round trip, uh, mine was sixteen hundred. Cool, love that for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That sounds that sounds not feasible for me right now. For sixteen hundred, you better get three prostitutes, one on yes. each shoulder, and then one on top of your head like a hat. Mm-hmm. What what really helps with this? What really helps with it is the not having children. No offense, mm-hmm. Thomas. It's nope. just a huge money saver there. Yeah, uh, and having decent health, Andrew. That uh, that's helped me a lot as well. No medical. Why bills. did you point that at me? Uh, have you you have no medical bills too? Wow. All right. Good. <laughs> Well, Ian, the reason I don't have any medical bills is because I'm avoiding all of them. Oh, there mm. you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't pay the bills if you don't go to the doctors. That's yeah, exactly. The strategy. Exactly. What's that hip surgery that I need? Nah. <laughs> oh, it man. can wait. <laughs> anyway. Where do you want to start? I want to start by welcoming all the new listeners to the Georgia podcast. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's let Andrew have his moment. Let's start with that. Okay. I was so you guys were correct. I was in a layover, and I was 
blasted off my tits. You gave us a couple hints there for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. It was also it was also four a.m. local time when I called, and the airport where, where I was in Salt Lake City. Um, I you have to buy something in order to buy a drink, which is something in and of itself. Wait, I'm sorry. Buying the drink isn't enough. No, you, you have, have to, to buy food because it's a dry yeah. city. What? Mm-hmm. Yup. Mormon country, man. That's upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. So I bought, I bought a warm chocolate chip cookie and a giant, and I mean a giant margarita. And then I gave the cookie to a child. <laughs> a margarita. So, well, and then I called right. in and I got margarita hammered. And still got and actually got on the board. I actually got on the board this week. You got on the board. Yeah. So I I need to get drunk before we do predictions. Yep. Me and Andrew tied. So we get half a point each. Which Uh, means that he still doesn't have a win, which is all that matters to me. Well, we did the same thing last year where he had half a point for like 11 weeks. And it was just incredible. It was was an amazing run. It was an amazing (laughs) run of futility. It was like the... I'm dating myself here a little bit. It was like the 93 Mets. If anybody remembers that team, they lost 27 in a row. So it's like the Sharks. Mm-hmm. God, I feel so correct about my Sharks take right now. <laughs> I feel so good about it. I feel that's so bad about a couple wins, other huh? takes, but the, <laughs> the Sharks one, I feel good about. When's the last time we saw back-to-back 10 goal games? I don't. I don't. I don't know if I've ever seen the same team be involved like yeah. that. Consecutive games. I don't think I've ever seen that before. It happened to the 67-68 Bruins. That was the last team to do it. Oh, so then uh, I definitely didn't see it before. <laughs> Thank you, 68? Andrew. Yeah, it was 64. It was 64, oh, 64, right? 64? It was 64, I thought 65. it was 67. No, it was 64-65. Okay, okay. But it was still the Bruins, so fuck them. Yeah, I mean, we did, now they'll never mention that team again, so they can... They took over the mantle. I Thank couldn't you, even Sharks. remember the team it was, so they weren't even mentioning them beforehand. Good point. <laughs> it, because it never fucking happens. It took 60 years for it to happen again. Yeah, that the takes Sharks too so good for you, bud. Terrible. That team's so bad. Yeah. Is there? What do you think is a reason that they're so bad? Give me one perfect synopsis reason. Um, <sighs> It's got to be the skaters in front of them because Mackenzie Blackwood is doing Lord's work. And is still getting absolutely shit pumped every night. Yeah, I was going to go with a lack of talent. Blackwood might be their best player. Which is, I guess, standing by face praise. If anybody is actually living out on the West Coast listening to this podcast, uh, you can get tickets to the San Jose Sharks game tonight for $13. Fuck yes! I would go to a Sharks game in a heartbeat, even if I'm rooting for the Sharks. You can sit... Hold on, wait. Oh, God. I'm going to do this right now. You can sit behind the home bench right now for $61. Oh. Can you imagine that? Like, I want that, but not in the same context. I was looking looking at tickets because I really want to take the kiddo to Boston for a game for for her first time. She's been to a bunch of baseball games. She's been to a bunch of AHL games, certainly college hockey games, but she has not been to the Garden yet for a Bruins game. And I was looking at a specific game for next month, and tickets were like $220 to start. Yep. <laughs> That's not happening, sweetheart. I, I love you, but <laughs> yep. we got to oh. do Christmas first. Also, just a little side note, because we're just going to be talking about the Sharks anyway. Uh, do you remember when I made the joke that they're so bad they might become buyers and then they went out and got a defenseman? Yeah. Yeah, uh, Kaylin Addison for Adam Ruska. Kaylin Which, Addison, a legitimate top four young, top four defenseman. Yeah, who's struggling right now? I get yeah. it, but he's 23 years old on the right side, which is an incredibly difficult position to fill. Wow. Just mm-hmm. great trade by, honestly, I love it for San Jose, but... Yeah. Young top four defenseman who needed a scenery change. Raska or Ruska, I don't know how to say his name exactly, but uh, it's not looking like he's going to be a real piece for any franchise. That yeah. was just a, it was a fifth and a throwaway prospect for a contract. Yep. Yeah. 
it's a Not guy who's very injury prone, but plays plays with an edge and plays with a lot of a lot of speed and a lot of hustle, but gets hurt a lot. Uh, sounds a lot like um, the worst case scenario of Jacob Lauka. Yeah. Wild fans were not pleased from what I could gather. No, no. So, uh, j- just as kind of a kind of a uh, piggyback off you, Thomas, you said the cheapest tickets for those San Jose Sharks were thirteen dollars. Thirteen bucks, yeah. The cheapest ticket for the Providence Bruins this coming Friday is twenty dollars. Yeah. I do not want to speak about how much I spent on tickets in Toronto in two weeks. Yeah, who are they much? playing? Boston. Oh, is it for the Boston game? Yep. Oh hell yeah! See, I thought your dates didn't match up for it. Nope. It's. I sure hope I bought the right. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm so excited. He to go got. To that he got though. tickets to the Marlies uh, hosting the P Bruins up there. That's what he got. Oops. Up a scalper, so they were two sixty each. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> Still worth. Anyway. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> Well, since we just kind of mentioned trades, why don't we go ahead and jump on the uh, itinerary here? Do we, do we actually want to talk about these these trade proposals that we've been seeing this past week? It's literally just the What's one. What's Nikita Zadorov? I don't know. There's, I mean, there's been more, but we've already touched on the other one last week, so we don't have to really oh, good point. dive too much into that. Uh, yeah, By the way, you don't trade Omar. the Zadorov one. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. Um, so Zadorov is on the block uh, at his own request. Uh, we've seen a few random ones, uh, and we've also seen uh, some names pick this up as just an option for, I guess, interactions on Twitter. Uh, well, yeah, there was we, one in particular. Do we actually believe, I, I have so many people blocked at this point, dude, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> um, do we actually believe that a deal could even be on the table at this point with the way Boston's playing? Oh, not in, the, not in hell. There's not, no, no way, way we're even in on this. We make the call because our GM does his job. Yeah. But no, this this is not a thing. Yep. Zadorov makes $4.1 million. It'd be a rental. It'd be a rental. And he would be probably, realistically, a slight upgrade over Derek Fulmer. I would say an upgrade. I would say upgrade. Upgrade nonetheless. Upgrade nonetheless. But are you paying $4.1 million for a... Bottom pair. Bottom pair guy? Yeah. Are you trading... Are you trading Matt Grizzlick, Georgie Merkulov, and a third round pick for him? That was the trade that got the most traction. The trade proposal that got the most traction. It's a it's it's such a weird lateral. I, I don't even can't even call it lateral move. He's Zadorov has been playing with Uyghur like for a good amount of time this year. So it's, it says he's a third pairing guy, but he bounces up and down the pairs. Mm-hmm. But his ice I, time is third pair. His ice time is third pair. He does not do well in the penalty kill. His penalty kill numbers are not good at all. He also doesn't play much on the penalty kill because he's always in the box. And that's the other thing. He takes a ton of penalties. This is a guy that I think Bruins fans like the, you know, the tantalizing part of the physical presence, everything like that. If you watched him skate for the Bruins, you'd lose your fucking mind at some yeah. of the stuff this guy pulls. I not saying admit- I wouldn't want him on the team. I just would want him on the team in a very different role and not for Matt Grislyk. Yeah. I will admit the dude's a fucking mauler. He can yeah. hit. Yeah. He's a brutal, brutal guy. 6'6", 250 pounds. He's a big dude. Just on the... just on, I, if it, Let's say one for one. Him and Grislyk. No. It's the same deal that they're basically on. They're both expiring at the end of the year. Grizzlick has less of a cap hit. That's that's literally it for me. Yep. So you're essentially throwing a prospect in a in a whatever pick, and also, sorry, Ian, like Merkulov isn't exactly like a highly touted prospect. No, of course, but not. a prospect nonetheless. But you're throwing these extra sweeteners to basically have somebody who's gonna hit people and put us on the pk yep. and want a real contract next year yes and we'll not be looking at any sort of discount if you Whereas really Grizzlick, wanted- we could potentially sign under market value because he has roots here 
if you really want Nikita Zadorov, just wait for free agency. Yeah. Yeah. Like it like what are we or, doing? Or <laughs> or see if he's still available at the deadline and you actually have a need because of multiple injuries. Yeah. Fair. You don't make the move now. Mm-hmm. He's not a bad piece, but he's not a a game changer piece. I don't understand why we're talking about him in the sense that it's a dire move. And I get it. It's like one of the first players to kind of be available or to make themselves available this year. And it's exciting because we're all fucking trading hockey cards at this point. His right. agent, like that's all that move is. So you're playing with action figures. Like his, his agent, Dan Milstein, put him in Toronto while he was playing the Leafs. Yeah. And I'm willing to bet that Brad Trivelling was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, like, don't, don't do that. But, but for the agent, the agent's like, oh no, I'm doing my job and I'm doing yeah. pretty damn well right now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's, yeah. he's making noise. He's but also shut the noise. fuck up. <laughs> the devils and leaves are jumping all over it. That guy ends up with, on the Leafs. If, if there's two, one more not good week in Toronto, that guy gets traded to the Leafs. Well, I mean, they got, it gotta, feels they, like the Leafs are in on everything. With what space? I don't know. I'm in the same space we have. Exactly. But that's what I mean. It's like it's it's. But they're still in on Kane. Talking. They're still on Kane right now. Yeah, like, are they? Th- well, they're one of the teams that's being named and talked yeah. about. I keep well, seeing that, Buffalo. There's an extremely yeah. there's an extremely unverified report that's saying that he's close to a two year four million dollar deal, four million AAV with Buffalo. Yeah, which if he signs for more than one year. I'm laughing my ass off. I'm so annoyed because I called Buffalo for Kane, but I called Buffalo having like our record at this point in the season. Yeah. And then Kane signs and then yeah. they lose eight in a row. Not, not a, uh, I, I agree with you. Like if they were more in the hunt, this would make more sense to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this seems more of a move of, okay, we have to get back into the hunt. Yeah. And you're doing that with a player who had a down year last year, has had some injury issues, et cetera, et cetera. Is is it a needle mover? No, it's a hometown boy though. Like that's mm-hmm. pretty much it, I guess. I don't know. It's fortifying know. your strength and ignoring your weakness. Build strength it, on strength. It really, that's though? a real strategy, though. Is it is. is it really though? Like we don't know if it is or not. Yeah, I don't know what his finishing is going to be this year, but I, I got to believe that one of the best American-born players of all time is still yeah. going to have something left in the tank. That's mm-hmm. fair. Too sure. bad he's a piece of shit. Not for that two years that much money. Shit. Yeah, right. Yeah. And you well, they have the gap space to do it. Buffalo does. So mm-hmm. they're one of like eight teams, I think. I think literally it's like eight teams in the league that can actually sign a real person at this point. <laughs> a real person. Well, I mean, other than the hey, we're giving eight twenty five to this guy and nine twenty five to the no, like it hey, this is a four million dollar contract that we have to absorb. Yeah, we can do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I kinda hope they do it. Kane is sort of a liability defensively, and that team needs help defensively and goaltending. So make it worse. Buffalo still scares me a little bit, man. I don't know what it is about that team, man. It's because they can score in bunches. Yeah. I don't like it. Well, well we get them tonight, don't we? Yeah, we do. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a minute. Andrew, where do you want to go next on this? Let's do a young guy check-in. Patra. Patois? But, oh, Jesus. I've been out for a week and I forgot how to pronounce his name. To be fair, I forgot how to say uh, Lysel for like a month there during the offseason. Yeah. So. Quatra. Patra, Jesus. Patra. All right. Yes, I've been getting some some concerns. People are messaging me being like, why is Patra so quiet? And I think everyone needs a little reminder here. A, he hasn't been bad. I want to be very clear with that. I don't think he's been playing poorly. Agree, disagree. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I, agree. I, don't, I I think the the rookie adrenaline has worn off just a little bit, and I think that's fair. But sure. that, there's a difference between that and playing bad. Forty to forty five points is all was always like the ceiling ceiling for this. Yeah. He's nineteen. He is three years younger than where most guys get into the league. Like teenager. He's bouncing around with different line mates, something that like vet NHLers get more used to, but we still talk about all the time, letting them actually build chemistry. And 
I just feel like his line's been playing really well. But he's playing third-line minutes, and his job's a little different on the third line. He's just not going to be racking up points. So if you look at the box score, you're going to be a little disappointed. And yeah, the face-off percentage is a concern. But other than that, he's playing a good role on that line. He's creating a few chances every game for third-line teammates. I'm actually pretty happy with where he's at. I don't think we should be really worried about that at all. He's playing a mature game. Yeah. And it's not, it hasn't been flashy, but I don't think he's a flashy player by design. I, I think he's just, he's a, he's a solid playmaker with good NHL skill. Who's been able to, who's been able to stick at 19, which is extraordinary in and of itself, but to have solid NHL skill at 19 years old is the, that's the, that's the overarching big skill that he has right now is the is the maturity in his game at such a young age yep his last five games he has two points a goal and an assist both coming in the same game against detroit Mm -hmm. and he has been on the ice for it looks like he had a minus one in montreal yeah yeah last couple of games his time on ice is down towards the 14 13 and a half minute mark because he got dropped to the third line yeah, it's a third-line center, exactly. I, I would like to see the shot total go up a little bit. He's had two shots in, in total over his last three games, but I, he's really looking to try to facilitate. And with DeBrusque being dropped down to the third line, which we're going to talk about DeBrusque in a minute, I'm sure, mm-hmm. uh, I just I think that they're going to put some speed together. They're going to find some moments to connect. It'll be fun. But as long as defensively that lo- line looks fine, I'm not worried. Mm-hmm. That, that speaks into the mature game that he's playing because he's playing within the system. Yeah. Which, again, for somebody as young as he is and his style of play, that can be difficult for a guy his age. And his size. To be defensively and good at size. that size. Mm-hmm. I know we don't like to do like the big versus small thing, but he's 180 pounds. There's a difference between being 180 pounds at 26, 27 to being 180 pounds at uh, 1920. It's a different kind of development. It's a different kind of build. It is. Yeah. So good for him. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm not concerned. Thomas, are you? No, not not even close to it. Mm-hmm. He's not going to produce a point a game. Like, that's not what we're expecting out of him. And that's not what a 19-year-old is typically going to do. Mm-hmm. I know it's it's fun for everybody to be like, oh, he's, he's on par with Connor Bedard, blah, blah, blah. Like, no. Stop it. Not anymore. <laughs> it's, it's a different, not anymore. He's a different, not different type of player in, in a different type of role. He's kind of being put in a non-scoring role, if if anything. But I enjoy watching him because it seems like he's constantly in and on the plays. Yeah. He's extremely active. He has an active stick. Uh, his skating, I think, is getting better as the weeks go by. I think it has to. I, I think it players are trying to, to but like, him to walls. Oh, absolutely. But he's... But he's his stop on a dime ability, it hurts my legs to like Same. watch him because <laughs> like the shit that he can do, I could never do. Ever. I mean, everything hurts my legs, but that's, <laughs> but I agree. It's, it, it's not just his stop on a stop on a dime ability, which is great. His, his close quarters ability is fantastic, yes. but his straight line speed is deceptively good. When he gets a couple of steps, like you saw that in, uh, you saw that on the breakaway game. And when he got the breakaway goal against Chicago, when he gets a couple steps, he, he can, he can boost, he can boost a little bit. And I think it's him getting more confident in how he moves. Yeah. And, you know, finding that space. And like you saw in the goal against Detroit, where he had all that open space and nobody covered him. What? And, he just he just took the space with quickness decisiveness and that's the key i don't think it's that his skating has gotten better it's that he's getting more decisive in where he wants to go and how he wants to move yep got it his vision is so great he still just makes those passes that you just go i i i have a bird's eye i didn't see that guy mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i'm not worried okay. about Potter one bit yeah he's gonna go through some growing pains he's not gonna average a point per game but Again, if he hits 40, I am ecstatic for this. Wyatt season. Johnston is his ceiling right now. And that guy had that guy had 43 points last year in 81 Wyatt games. Johnston also almost crushed me last week in fantasy. I had to eke out a win. 
Sorry, that was just a me thing. I don't even know why I said it. Like everyone else in the pod's like, okay, thanks for the little tidbit there, fuckface. Uh, <laughs> moving on. What do we got? Beecher. Mm. Beecher's been an absolute monster. Mm-hmm. Like he's in on everything. I did question uh, earlier in the season, especially like the first like week and a half or so, uh, if he was going to stick up here. Uh, I thought he might have been more of in a flex role where somebody else who's playing well in Providence could maybe come up for a cup of coffee. He was possibly going to be in some sort of rotation uh, if if that type of play continued. Uh, he's not going anywhere. No. And I'm completely fine with it. It's, it's literally spitting in the face of everything that we said two years ago <laughs> and then exactly what we were saying over the summer where it's, Maybe he's just not built for the college game and he's a pro's pro because he was decent in the AHL, but I think he's playing above what he was playing in the AHL last year. I, uh, yeah, this I goes back to Ian. disagree so much. We said this is exactly who he was and he's being exactly who he is. Yeah. Good in the faceoff dot, responsible defensively. It's actually crazy to me that he is a minus three and plus minus, but we know it's not a great stat. Yeah. No. But, this is exactly the guy we said, and we kept saying, well, he has the, the, these skills built for the NHL, but he's a fourth liner, never anything more. He is going to be a Boston Bruin for 10 years on the fourth line, so help me God, and we're going to love him the whole PJ time. That's PJ Axelson? The next, if they ever try to bump him up even one line, I'm going to blow my brains out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry, sorry. I get a little heated about Beecher. I just feel like this is exactly what we thought he was going to be, and we're very happy that he's being that at the NHL level. Mm-hmm. But it kind of, it, but Thomas is right in a way too because we never saw this kind of play. In, I mean, we saw glimpses of it in college. Thomas saw glimpses of it in college, more glimpses of it than we did because he watches almost every Michigan game, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, but we kept saying, "Is it possible? Is it possible?" for a guy to be a better pro than an amateur player. No, he's the exact same (laughs) thing. He's still the same. What are we doing? We're going in circles. He's a better pro than he was. No, he's the same fucking player. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills with you guys. I feel like you're like doing a bit and it's killing me. No, there's no No, bit. I mean, okay. All right. Fourth line center in Michigan. Would how does that translate to a fourth line center in the NHL? There's got to be a more volatile curve there, right? He was not yeah. consistently in the fourth line in Michigan, although he did spend a lot of time in the third. He spent a lot of time on the bench, too. He spent a lot of time on the bench, too. That's a good point. Uh, and then he goes to the AHL, and the AHL, he gets bounced around in the lines. But the tools were always exactly the same. A black hole offensively, except for that one beauty. God, what a goal he had. Uh, he has more in him. He has more of that in him. No. No, he doesn't. He has that once every two months. I was going to say, he's not going to score another goal this year. (laughs) No, he's Corrali, man. Like, he's going to, once in a while, Corrali shot from the top of the left circle, and it went Bardowski, and we lost our minds. It didn't happen every two (laughs) weeks. It happened every six weeks to two months. This is who the guy is. And it's not a bad thing. He's so useful in that role. We're going to love having him. He's exactly the same guy he's been for four years. He's just gotten physically more mature there it is okay all right see i was trying to i was trying to see if there was another part of that that you were going to point out that was going to completely blow that out blow that out and you did no it's it's still growing as a human being like it's not like he just got stagnant no he's just the same thing at every level is he what is he six four two twenty yeah he's he's beefy i think six four two twenty and can skate like that god he's such a good skater should he not be a 30-goal scorer? <laughs> this is why, and Thomas, I know you're right here with me on this, yeah. why he's infuriating and why he's been infuriating as a prospect. Because yeah. for years, you're like, this guy, when he's on, he could score as much as he wants to, but he's never on. He but he, just, no, no, no. Well, he's on. It's just that the skating's on. It's, uh, what did you say in the other, in a video the other day? take the fucking lane oh my god yeah it's like he he's allergic to lane. open ice he's allergic to it <laughs> but 
but he wins board battles and you know what he he's does he's he's gotten into the dirty areas not in the offensive zone again but he's gotten in the dirty areas and won those battles really consistently um which is something that definitely he was criticized for uh on the coming up so good stuff well he knows what it takes what it's going to take for him to stick here he's an NHL player yeah does Lori stick he should be in the AHL when everybody is up. When everybody's up, mm-hmm. I, I, you guys, you, you guys, and Van. Shout out to Van. Uh, excellent job filling in last week. I can't believe it took us half an hour to say that. Yes, thank you, Van. You were fantastic to talk hockey with. No, you. It was. Listen back. You were didn't miss a beat. You guys didn't miss a beat. He'll and, be back on in a couple of weeks. I've already got it lined up for him. Uh, nice. Yeah. Okay. And okay, so. Lori, people are really getting um, way too excited about him right now, which is understandable. To be fair, the offensive skill is there. He has NHL offensive skill for a defenseman. It's the decision making. It's the decision making. He still needs a little more time. And I'm have I have long been a proponent of I would rather have mistakes of exuberance over mistakes of diminished ability every time. But there's too many of them that are compounding interest right now. Mm-hmm. Um, especially late in the games. Especially late, late in the games. game. Especially in the game. It, it's like it's like he gets tight in the third period. Way too tight. We saw it in Dallas. We saw it in Montreal. Saw it a little bit to a lesser extent in... Um, New York, but it didn't really cost us. But he's got to, he's, he's got to, he's, he needs a little more time. But that doesn't mean I don't like him. That doesn't mean that any of us don't like him. And a, a lot, uh, all three of us, I think we can all agree we love the kid. I'm pumped. He's going to be a top four defenseman for a long he's time. Going to be, he's going to be really good. He's going to be a top four defenseman, 6'5, 215, and with that skill set, fuck. But he needs, a little more seasoning. And I think mm-hmm. that's okay to say. Yep. Yep. Van Allen made a really great point about how we look at prospects and how, what we're willing to forgive versus what we're, we're not. And uh, where do we zone in on their mistakes more so because we want to analyze everything. And it was a great point. And then the next couple of days after that podcast went out, people wanted to do everything they could to just do the opposite and forgive Lori for every mistake he made. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Van Allen, you made a great point. I'm getting the other people right now. This the other people are coming for me for continuously saying, I don't think he's ready. And they just didn't see a single mistake he made. Just not one. It's okay. I will, I will say if Matt Grizzlick made those mistakes that Lori made, people would be wanting to banish him to the KHL. Yeah. I'm just saying. Laura is going to be great. He just needs a little more time and that's fine. It's his first pro year. Like yeah, he'll be back up before the end of the season. If we put him sure. down. Oh no, minutes. this is not his last time up here this year. No, I think so. And I think it's going to be a de facto first call up like yes. immediately. Why even overthink this? Yes. This is the guy. Right. Yeah. And speaking of calling up somebody who is deserving Lysel. Lysel, man. Eight, uh, eight points in five games. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> he's having a good couple of weeks. He's having a great couple of weeks. When Geeky went down, I tweeted out that I would like to see, since Geeky was was doing was in that top six role, I was I tweeted out why not give Lysel a little bit of run. Ian, you disagreed. Tell I me am why. so glad they didn't do that because, yes, eight points, five games is great. He had four points in the previous eight games to start the season with Providence. He's hitting a rhythm right now. He's building a confidence. And Mujanel said something that I thought was really interesting is that he has started battling in the middle of the ice. Now, it's one thing for the board battles and everything, like we want him to improve there, but Lysel does not go to the dangerous areas of his big bodies there. He was not pursuing that. And 
Mujanel is huge on just physical battles anyway. I think that's pretty clear if you kind of tune into a lot of his interviews and stuff. Mujanel also isn't that effusive in his praise. So this is, this is, yeah, this was genuine praise for how he's going about making these plays happen. I am so glad they're going to let him stick in a rhythm for a little while, continue this level of play, call him up when the confidence is really where it needs to be. The consistency is where it needs to be. We don't, we just don't have to force it right now. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have to force it with a guy who's shown to kind of lose his top every now and again, like Lysel's history has a couple of those moments. I'm cool. I'm cool with letting him continue to advance his, his style and his, his uh, effort levels. Very well thought out argument. Thomas. No notes. Um, I really wanted to go a few days ago. I think it was Saturday. Uh, Providence was playing in Hartford. Uh, things didn't work out. They're coming again on the 22nd. I'll probably be there then. But was looking basically to catch him at his highest just while we're on the subject. Uh, Curtis Hall scored a goal, and uh, ah. I missed that. And that would have been kind of a hilarious slap in the face for me uh, to have seen that. But it was his first goal of the year. Good on that kid. But, yeah, I, I really want to see him play. Uh, and I would like him to stick with the A for a little bit longer and if we're in a position where we have to bring him up, fine. Uh, I'm not ready to bring him up necessarily for pretty much the same reasons that Ian just said. There's some growing to do uh, for his game it, itself. Uh, but excellent player, and this does get me excited because you can see when he turns it on, uh, he can he can change a franchise because uh, yeah. he's changing the at least at the AHL level right now. But his his game projects to be. Uh, what do you think his ceiling is, honestly? His absolute ceiling is a a good top line winger. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think he's going to be like a, he could be like a great second line winger. Yes, would be the ceiling, but it's easier to say good first line. I don't know. Yeah, words. I think I, I think, think of, I think a very good a very good uh, second line who's capable of stepping in and playing first line. Uh, so we're basically talking about somebody. I mean, this is going to sound like a compliment with the way the seasons are going, but uh, like a coil or a Zaka type where it's they're capable of getting up there and playing those minutes, but they're better suited that next line down. I could see Zaka type. I could definitely yeah. see Zaka type. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that's not that's not a bad uh, career to pave out for yourselves. I don't know. Um, I think that said, I do think he has now. the ability to finish a little bit more than uh, than Zaka does, mm-hmm. which will be important at the next level for him. I think people were expecting were expecting David Pasternak when Lisa. I mean, that's such an unrealistic thing. Like, I don't know. Yeah, like Pasternak is overvalued franchise point. superstar. Yeah. Like that is this one Pasternak in the league. You yeah. know, right. uh, my my pipe dream for this, which is not and nothing ever works out this way, is yeah. that Lysel continues just looking great for the next month and a half and we get healthy and still with the way he's playing just go we really need another top six guy yeah it's time and you call him up and brown gets fucking sent down or someone like that i don't know maybe steen becomes a sacrificial lamb i don't know but it's not because of injury it's because he's playing out of his mind for that long mm-hmm. and this team really does need another top six scorer and so that's when you bring him up. That's like my dream scenario. I don't think it's going to work out that way. Yeah. No, I mean, the team definitely needs one more dangerous fucking shot. Yeah. That's, they're certainly missing that because, I mean, they have what the number is it number one or number two defense right now? Number one. Number is one. it number one? Okay. And then we're like middle of the road offensively 15th, mm. 16th in, in uh, goals. So literally middle of the road. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, we've improved. <laughs> yeah. We were like 21st at one point. Yeah. We're the last team to not score th- three goals in a game. Uh, so. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And that's. Which is an interest. which is an interesting stat considering, um, you know, it was just marked consistency. Mm-hmm. Hey, to all our listeners. No, you know, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing it. I'm letting it go. Well, now you have to so all our listeners, uh, <laughs> would you count the the shootout goal differential when the when the league goes, oh, you won three two in a shootout? 
would you count that shootout goal as an actual goal Here's or my argument. did we only score two goals that game here's my argument when you're averaging goals per game for the team that shootout goal counts here's my argument average. here's my argument who scored the goal jake debrusque no nope, it didn't count towards his goal total <laughs> name another guy i'll tell you if it counted towards his goal total you name anybody you want i'm pretty confident in this answer. here's here's the argument kind of the in between here it yeah. is if you score you score a shootout goal it, that's considered the overtime goal if you score an overtime it's an actual goal it counts towards your stats it counts towards this so in a way it's kind of both of your arguments but the fact that nobody actually gets credit for that unless you're saying oh this guy has he's four for 12 in his career in the shootout okay well where are those on your actual career stats why can no goalie stop DeBrusque when he shoots to the same exact spot literally every time? Like he I would risk it, it so, all. It, dude, it's so casual. I love that it. It's, like, you're love you're it like, so there's good. no way he's gonna do this to me, and then he does this casual shit, and it looks so good every time. I would look at my coach and be like, he can score glove side all day. He's not getting high blocker. I don't yeah. give a shit. <laughs> yeah, I look my coach dead in the eye, and he's like, no, play your position. I'm like, no, fuck you. I'm, I'm not letting this guy do this. Yeah. And then, no, fuck you, sit on the bench. The backup's taking that. No, good point. In, my, in this scenario, I'm like Patrick Waugh, though, so he can't do that. <laughs> and your coach is Mario Trump. <laughs> no, I can't breathe. <sighs> in this scenario, I'm Patrick Waugh. <laughs> and if I'm going to pretend I'm a goalie, I'm going to pretend I'm the greatest goalie of all time. Mm. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a little sweetener offer every game day this October, including right now, Patriots plus 320. Dive on that action, Pats fans. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football. Terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms and responsible gaming resources. I can't believe the holidays are already here. Yeah, I'm already stressing. Yeah, same. It may be too early to start decorating for the holidays, but it's never too early to start holiday shopping. Why not take care of it now before the crowds and packed calendars make shopping a total nightmare? Especially when you can get some of the best deals of the season well before Black Friday. You can shop Raycon products right now and save up to 50% off because their early Black Friday sale is going on right now. You might have heard me talk before about Raycon's products. I use their earbuds at work for hours and hours every day listening to podcasts, music, Teams meeting calls, uh, everything. I swear by them. They're more, they've more than paid for themselves and honestly keep me sane at my regular 40. Raycon first made a name for themselves in the audio space with products like their everyday earbuds, known for delivering high quality and thoughtful features like a 32 hour battery life and a perfect inner fit for all day wear and lasting comfort. And this past year, they expanded their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon PowerTech. Their five-star reviewed Magic 180 cable allows you to charge iOS, micro USB, and Type-C devices eight times faster with a 100-watt power delivery. It's honestly been your best purchase yet because you never remember to charge your stuff. Whatever. Raycon is known for delivering high quality and thoughtful features 
at half the price of other premium tech brands. It's no wonder their products have racked up tens of thousands of five-star reviews. So to get everyone in the holiday shopping spirit a little bit early, Raycon is currently offering 20% off everything on their website with select products up to 50% off. So beat the crowds and save now. Trust me, you do not want to miss out on Raycon's early Black Friday sale. Hurry now to buyraycon.com slash THPN to get 20 to 50% off site-wide. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off Raycon products. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Um, let's, let's touch on uh, Lindholm real quick. Uh, before the last podcast, he started, he started coming up. Uh, he was on the ice for the overtime loss the other night and him and Patra just, I don't know whose fault it necessarily was, but neither one stepped up. It was Pasternak for the terrible line change. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but Patra missed a seemingly easy clear and, mm-hmm. and then Lindholm got caught with his pants down. Um, it seems like every time that Lindholm starts getting going for a game or two, then he has a bad one. Uh, what did he play that first game that McAvoy was at? Was it like 27 minutes or something? It was, yeah, it was about, I think it was like 28-43 or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So, I, I'm not concerned at this point, uh, but every single time I tell myself I'm not concerned, he does something that is just glaringly terrible. Where are you guys at in terms of Lynn Holm? Because uh, his name has popped up in a few stupid-ass trade things uh, lately, too, that I'm not going to give credence to outside of that statement. But where are you guys at with Lynn Holm right now? I'm not really worried. I, I was a little concerned earlier in the season when he looked bad, but now mm-hmm. he doesn't look bad. He just He's tired. Yeah. I, I, NHL.com lists that Toronto game as an even 30 minutes for him. Yeah. Yep. Like... The shocking lack of production, the two assists in 14 games to go with 22 PIMs, like, just didn't see that one coming, mm. I'd say. I think that came with a misconduct, to be fair. It did. Okay. And then 19 shots, 0% shooting. I I just don't think it's going to last. I, we didn't expect it to be in the Norris conversation every year, but I just think it's a tough start. It's yeah. a tough month. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the same boat as Ian. Um, a lot of people have been quick to point out the uh, bad, the bad, <laughs> the bad plays. But the last probably, I would say, four or five games, he's been rock solid defensively. Yeah. And that's w- and I know that it's the tyranny of high expectations. Dude finished fourth in the Norris last year. That's going to come with a little bit more. That's going to come with a little bit more. Um, here's what we need from you. But, yeah, I would like to see a little more offense from him. I think we all would. I think all of us would agree that we, we, need, we need to see a little more assertiveness offensively, a little more intelligence in how he moves the puck, because he, he is making some turnovers. Mm-hmm. But in terms of his defensive game, I am not worried in the slightest. Mm-hmm. Oh, very strong defensively. I want to clean one thing up. The people who are uh, laughing about him not being on the power play one while McAvoy was out... Um, because he was already pay- playing 26 minutes a night. No. <laughs> they literally went like, let's sacrifice this and we'll have Shattenkirk running PB1 for some of this so that Linton could get a little break every now and again. Mm-hmm. Like people were talking about how that was such a, I mean, his his power play numbers are terrible. He's not being included in the, he's exhausted. I don't know. Mm-hmm. context holds a lot of weight here i feel like it and, mm-hmm. and honestly it's it's been some bad luck offensively stuff not going in for him does not getting assists on plays that he's creating it's been some bad luck in that regard he's had a few tertiary assists yeah so i mean i'm not oh that's also a great point is as long as he keeps get making the first pass out of the zone i'm gonna be pretty happy yeah i think overall he has been good when a lot of people want very good to great. I think that is, I think people confuse, I think people confuse worse than what we want as bad baseline. That's just not true. Good is good. Great is great. Bad is bad. He is being paid to be very good and I expect him to get back there. Mm-hmm. 100%. 
hundred percent. He's a number two. Yeah. He's being paid like one and I expect him to be back there too. And he's got one part of the game down. We yeah. just need the other part to catch up. Let's, uh, let's jump onto Luch real quick before we slide into our voicemails and predictions. Um, setback out another week, not skating, uh, expected him to practice this week, but he's not getting out there. Uh, concerns as, as far as it goes injury wise, uh, I'm fine with him taking his time. I do. God, I can't believe I'm saying this. I do actually miss his presence out there, uh, right now, uh, because he did have such a good start, but at the same time, he's older. Uh, these minutes aren't as important as minutes in the home stretch. So I'm okay if they take his, they don't rush him back. Do you guys have any concerns regarding this, uh, the setback? Do you think it's anything bigger than just a setback or what are we looking at? Oh, I agree with you. No notes. Yeah. I think it's just inflammation of the old, you know, it, your body takes longer to recover when you get older. And I think the team is doing right by his recovery. Um, is, do you have any concern about getting him back sooner than later, though? I mean, a lot of people started hemming and hawing after that uh, Montreal game where hit the Montreal hit was more physical than we were. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm liking how the third line is playing. Uh, Oscar Steen should have had a goal. Um, Heinen's been good. Beecher's been good. Um, this is a, you, you said it yourself. If Lucic is as important to this team as the team seems to think, then these games in November and December don't mean as much as the games in March and April. And the fourth line is, I believe I, I personally think is more than holding its own without him. Mm -hmm. Um, and when the games get tighter and they get heavier, Later in the season, that's when you're going to need him. So I have no qualms about him rusting. All right, let's do some voicemails. Here's one. Yo, boys, this is AJZ0626 on fucking Twitter. Also, just fucking AJ works. Anyways, boys, an absolute unit of a game by the local boy, Charlie Coyle. All right. He accomplishes what... So many boys dream of getting a Hattie with your hometown team. This is, I just, man, I'm just so happy for the guy. All right. Guy just works his tail off all the time. And he's rewarded tonight. And kudos to Pasta with the most selfless fucking play you will ever see. It just like, it's classic. The the feed over to the teammate on the empty net for the Hattie. All right. You guys have yourself a great night and go bees. Go bees. Go bees. bees. If there was, was one my... player, if there was yeah. one player you could pick, man, that deserved it. Yeah. Coyle deserved it. That was so far my favorite play this season until Saturday uh, happened, but we'll get to that. Um, Pasta with his whole chest telling Coyle, go, it's yours. Coyle passes the puck to Pasta and Pasta says, no, motherfucker, this is your goal. Pasta, who's trying to win a Rocket Richard, would rather have his teammate score because that's what the Bruins do. Mm -hmm. Culture, baby. Culture. I loved it. No notes. No notes at all. That was, it was, that was the most fun game of the season so far. Probably the most uh, and complete was, effort. Yeah, but, but like just overall, like the overarching story of Coyle having a good year, there's the exclamation point. Pasta being an unselfish player, there's your exclamation point. Uh, defense played well, Carlo had another good game. Like I didn't have really hardly anything to complain about in that game. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's, that, was, that was the best night of the season so far. Yeah, uh, and that and that was the cherry on top. Just loved beating the Islanders, man. They are, they are <clears throat> a wet leaking fart of a hockey. Yeah, team. I mean the first the first two periods of that game were boring as fuck, and then <laughs> it reached a point where the Bruins were just like, nah, let's put on a show. Yeah, right. 
<laughs> Woke everybody back up. Here's another call. Hey, gentlemen, Dickie Derrickside. Uh, just a quick question after a conversation I was having the other day. Uh, Zombie Nation has served its time, and I feel like a lot of people would like to see it move on. Uh, would you move on from Zombie Nation as the goal song? And if so, what would it be? Uh, my personal suggestion, I think it would be great to see the garden erupt into John Cena's theme song every time they score, and maybe Pasta do a little You Can't See Me. Uh, be very Boston and very fun. Uh, and uh, bonus question: If you could change the uh, Shark Skull song, what would it be? I think "Oops, I Did It Again" would be a great choice. But uh, I'll let you discuss. Go bees! Go bees! Go bees! I've had strong opinions on this before. I do think it is the worst goal goal, uh, goal song in the NHL, but it's our goal song. And there's some nostalgia to it. Uh, even literally yesterday, I played air hockey at the bowling alley with my kid, and she scored a goal, and she started going whoa, oh. and it <laughs> fucking just it just it just hits me in the feels, man. Like I I can't stand it for what it is, but when you're in the arena and it pops up, it's just like I don't know. It reminds you of the good run, and it reminds you of the cup run, and it reminds you of this and that. So. I'm fine with them not getting rid of it, but I do think it's one of the worst. Uh, and while we're at it, get rid of Todd Angeli. I still don't like him. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah. Shots fired. Mm-hmm. Why? It just does nothing for me. He drags his ass through that entire fucking song. It takes forever. And I'm used to seeing a different singer each night. And if it's not Renee Raincourt, then I don't want to see you every night. <laughs> does nothing for me wow thomas yeah. was in hot fire it's just it's just it's not it's not i'm not saying he doesn't sound good but it's like speed it's it the fuck you. up and maybe throw some emotion in there and it just seems so forced at the end because renee had that the pumps and it feels like angeli tries to do shit like that nah i don't buy it yeah not for me bro well, we, we, we do we do now have the uh, worst goal song in the league after Toronto retired. Uh, you make my dreams come true by Hall and yeah. Oates. <laughs> what a what a what an unbelievably terrible goal song that was. Yeah. But I've always wanted to replace Zombie Nation, but Thomas, you fucking nailed it, man. Like it's bad, it's drawn out, it's overplayed. But God damn it, it's ours. Yeah. You know, so I don't pay attention at all to the goal songs. Like, I really don't. I don't even really hear it half the time. I don't know why. Maybe I'm shouting. I don't know. Uh, so I might actually be, I don't know if somebody uses this or if it doesn't logically make sense, but for whom the bell tolls would be sick. <laughs> it would just be the beginning of for whom the bell tolls would just be such a fucking sick, like, especially in a big moment of the game. I don't know. That's it. That seems like it'd be kind of cool. I feel like a team has used that before. I feel like they probably have two, but I just don't pay attention. So someone's going to that guy who knows every team's goal horn by heart is going to be like, you fucking idiot in 2004. All right, whatever. It's fine. I know the stars use Slayer. That's pretty cool. That is cool. But does anyone use Seven Nation Army? Because that feels like it definitely should be in the league. I don't want to. No, that's no. that's so fucking played out from yeah. college. No, shit. no, no. I'm not saying we should do it. I'm just saying that someone has to be using yeah. that somewhere. Seven Nation. I I don't think so. Actually, mm. did Dicky ask what he would change the Shark School song to be? Or yeah, I have I have no idea what it is. I'd baby Shark, baby Shark, do. I'll, I'll pass please, on that. Please, please mute his mic, Thomas. No. How fucking funny would that be? Though? I'm the only one laughing. All right, that's yeah. an army of one there, bud. <laughs> that would be so funny to me. <laughs> not, not to the Sharks players, probably. No, no, they don't know what the Sharks' goal goal song is because they're too busy fishing the puck out of their own net. Well, only ten times a game. Hmm. How do you get scored to outscore 20 to three in two games? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking. You play for the San Jose Sharks. Oh yeah. Well, good. good. Mackenzie Blackwood. You have seen, you have seen some shit, man. I salute you. God, I wish Martin Jones was back in that net. (laughs) 
<laughs> Fuck Martin Jones. Fuck Martin Jones. Uh, we've do we have another voicemail? No, we'll call right, that was there. It. Okay, great. That's let's uh, let's jump through predictions real quick. Yeah. Uh, so you guys split last week. So Ian has a a, a 0.5 lead overall. Running away with it, you could say. Running away with it. Um, so this is a big week because it allows some separation for Ian if he wins. Uh, Andrew won't win, so we don't have to worry about that. And then also, I can still overtake Ian if I come back after my uh, two and a half week uh, downturn here. What a dry spell for you. We're not used to seeing that. It happens. And I literally called it right before it happened, too, where I was like, this is not sustainable. Now we know too much about this team and it's easier to make more rash heart decisions instead of logical yeah what happened mathematical choices there it just happens uh sabers shit uh Um, sabers is a tough one for me but i'm gonna go with a classic 4-2 dub okay i'm questioning their ability to score tonight um we're definitely not going to shut them out because I don't want to call that again. Uh, but I think this is a 3-1 dub. Wow, holding it to one. Nice, all right. Okay, nice. Fuck it, I haven't done it this year. Uh, all mark is due. 3-0 shutty. This is the second time you've done it, but anyway. <laughs> I don't remember what I do half the time. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, stick with the Habs. Uh, what, what's the game on? Friday? Thursday? Uh, Saturday. Saturday. Can I please, Jesus, man. Can I please point out that I'm pretty sure Swayman gets that start too, doesn't he? Yeah, it's. I think. I think so. Swayman with a little unfinished business. Can I? Can I just point out for a moment, piggybacking off that, Ian? What did Sam Montembeau do to incur his wrath? I don't think he did shit. I think Swayman was like, eh, I don't want to fight any of these guys, but let's make a spectacle of this shit. Yeah. Seize, seize the day right there, bro. Yeah, that was that was that was that was my favorite moment. My favorite moment of the season until Saturday was the coil hat trick. And then that happened. And then that became my favorite moment of the season. This is going to sound really weird. Absolutely. My man. Um, That was the first time I looked at Swayman and saw a grown ass man. I don't know why, but I've always just looked at Swayman as like this little boy that was like, yeah, I'm the backup, but I'm also really good. And he's just like this young, happy, laughable. No, in that moment, I was like, that is a grown ass man that is ready to throw the fuck down. Ruins 3-2 overtime dub. I don't want to hear about Ian's grown ass men. I don't know why that's I don't, I don't anyway, fine. No one wants to have a conversation with me about grown ass men. Yeah. God, we got we can't lose two in a row to this fucking team. No. Uh, it is going to be a four to one win. We are popping off offensively this week. Oh yeah. Uh, there's going to be some anger, and we're going to score three. My question is, do we give up shit? Um, a lot of pims. I think three two regulation. Man, to say one goal for that, and then against the Lightning, this is a uh, three-one dub. I'm going. I'm going for a three-game win streak here. Okay. Lightning are uh, kind of hemorrhaging a little bit. Mm-hmm. This is a different Lightning team than we're used to. Um. However, it is on the road, and we usually have trouble at Amelie. Really do a great arena. Fuck. So, I hate to do this, but four-two loss. I don't. I don't see. Lightning are having a lot of trouble, but they always get up for the Bruins. Hmm. I was going to go with a loss, but I don't want to agree with Andrew. Uh, so let's just go with a classic three-two uh, dub. That's going to be your downfall, kiddo. That's yeah. okay. Not agreeing with you. If that's that still works out for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any closing thoughts? Uh, what do you guys think about doing another episode this week? I think we're gonna. 
I think we're going to sneak back on. There's a couple of other uh, league-wide things that we want to touch on, uh, but I do think that we're going to have some more to talk about after this Sabres game. Yeah, we're going to talk about DeBrusque's 3% shooting percentage and why it doesn't reflect who he is as a player. Yep. Yep. Love that. So I suggest you let that one marinate. Marinate. Uh, it's shameless plug. The YouTube channel, Low Quality Bruins. Check it out. We're doing the weekly show, and I'd love for people to get more involved in that one because that's really turning into like a lot of fun to write. Yeah. And act out. It's so much fucking work, but it is a lot of fun. I do like right being a little experimental with it. It's nice. Yeah, it's right you are, Doug. Right you are, Doug. I gotta make right. a right you are, Doug shirt. <laughs> I really do. Andrew, any closing thoughts? Head empty, only vibes. Go bees. Go bees. Later, boys. Bye. Bye.